I'd like to thank you for listening to Miss Charm School podcast. It has been amazing to see the listeners all around the globe, literally. From the UK to the United States to Canada to Central America, the Caribbean, and throughout the rest of the world, the continent of Africa and the rest of the world. It's been absolutely amazing to see you week after week show up, listen, comment, reach out to me, share this with your friends, your loved ones, your family members. Something revolutionary is happening. And I'm grateful that you show up, that you spread the word. And this is my way to say thank you. Hey, Charmers, welcome into another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. For those of you who are returning, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know the drill. Go on and get you some lovely libations. I have my regular water today, alkaline water today. So I'm prepared, hydrating myself. I encourage you to do the same. And for those of you who are returning, you know the drill. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Join with me. (laughs) Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in, come on in, and take a load off. Ah, Take some deep breaths. Clear those lungs. Ah, Let the clearing be audible one more time. Ah, Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Move that good oxygen through your body. Move it through your body. Move it through your body. Move it through your body. <sighs> welcome, 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 welcome. I'm so happy that you guys are here. And for those of you who are new, Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in transition, women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. I will explain what that means in just a second. But Miss Charm School podcast is also for modern boss babes who are looking to re-engage their feminine energy, their spirituality, and their sensuality. Yes, yes, yes. And for the women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom, what do I mean by that? I mean, when you are in your womanhood season, it's really your me season. It's all about you. And as my mother says, you can eat and break the plate. (laughs) Your decisions really only impact yourself. When you get elevated into your queendom, I believe that's God promoted and your decisions impact nations. You think of a queen, her, de- her decisions not only impact her life, they impact the people with under her care, they impact her court, they perhaps impact her spouse if she's married and uh, her husband who perhaps is king or regent over a region. Um, and so there are people that are subject under her. There are people that work alongside of her, but ultimately her decisions have the impact to literally influence people's lives and nations simply means groups of people. And so as you are here learning how to be in your queendom, learning how to exercise being in your queendom, we talk about sensuality, spirituality, and feminine energy because those are key ingredients and pieces to being an excellent queen. It's the beautiful thing that separates us from the masculine, and every woman has feminine and masculine energy. But here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we really want to exercise our feminine energy. We really want to exercise what makes us that beautiful creature of insight and grace and beauty and wisdom and intuition. And we want to exercise being excellent homemakers and cooks and chefs and knowing how to create an atmosphere and an environment that people love coming into, that people love coming into your palace, that people love coming into your country, your town. Um, They love coming into your domain because you are an excellent queen on her throne and people feel relaxed and comfortable and at ease around you. And you speak with purpose and with tact and you move people and inspire people just from your presence and from your being. 
Yes, yes, yes. I can see the wheels are turning right now in your brain as you begin to think about a queen or a movie you've watched about a queen. And, you know, when a queen is funky and ugly and, you know, then people avoid her like the plague. Okay. (laughs) Or queens that are warrior queens, right? Like there's all different types of queens. But here on Miss Charm School Podcast, you get the point. We want to be excellent queens. All right. Yes. And so I'm so happy for this amazing tribe of women. And actually, men, I know that you all show up every week as well and listen. Why? I've still, I need to poll the audience and figure out why. But um, perhaps you're here to learn how to attract a queen into your life. Perhaps you're here because you have daughters and you want to raise the next generation of women to be queens. Perhaps you're here just to hear my voice and to hear the insights that the Holy Spirit is going to speak through me to you that actually help you and inspire you. Perhaps you're here because there is power in being a queen and a queen has the ability to influence and perhaps you need positive influence. You need to be encouraged in your life today. And so whatever the reason is that you're here today, male or female, you are welcome in my domain. Yes, you are. (laughs) You are welcome in my domain. You're welcome to kick off your shoes. You're welcome to relax your feet. You're welcome to take a load off. You're welcome to exhale and breathe. You're welcome to cry. You're welcome to laugh. You're welcome to reflect. You're welcome to ponder. You're welcome to just bask in the presence during this time that we have together and feel connected, feel seen, feel heard, because I do sense you in the spirit and I do feel your presence. And so you're welcome to be here. You're welcome to be here. Yeah, it does feel good. (laughs) It feels good. It feels good. In today's episode, I am planning to have the Holy Spirit speak through me to go in because I have been getting the upload and the download and all of the loading. (laughs) And I'm asking for it to be a simple message, but a potent message and a profound one. One that never leaves my heart, that anchors in my heart, and one that I hope and pray and ask that it anchors within yours. So today, um, what was placed upon me was the manifestation process and faith decoded. And I was given a very simple recipe for breaking down manifestation, breaking down faith. And I guess I want to start by go ahead and I want to start by sharing a scripture because I want to set the right atmosphere. And I hope that you guys were able to join me before I get started. I hope you guys are able to join me for last week's episode of DAD, which stands for uh, Deliver, Alter, and Deliverance. And it's an acronym that spells DAD, but it's a very powerful episode where I was doing some deep healing work around parental and childhood wounds and many of you know my father recently passed away and so I've been just reflecting on that and um, my father and his presence in my life and all these things and so I had been praying for deliverance which I've come to learn (laughs) the Holy Spirit revealed to me deliverance is a gift I don't have to beg for it I just have to ask for it and the gift is something that's freely given that I just need to receive. And so perhaps in the future, that's something else that the Holy Spirit will have me um, break down. But that was kind of a profound nugget that I've gotten in the past few weeks. But when I was in the process of praying for deliverance before I understood that it's a gift freely given and I just need to receive it, I was praying every day for deliverance. I'm like, I want to be delivered from any daddy issues or wounds and I want to be set free. And I was asking God for these things and seeking God and journaling and writing and reading scriptures and just being open to seeking God and asking God and knocking. And the Holy Spirit gave me that revelation of one day in a quiet time In my prayer mat, y'all know about having a sacred space. You should know by now if you've been journeying with me anytime, having your sacred space and quiet time with you and the divine, you and the creator and praying to God, but also listening. Prayer and communication is two-way. 
And oftentimes we're really good at speaking, but we're not that great at listening. So once you speak or there's times where I enter into my prayer mat and I'm just listening to God, God, what do you want to say to me? I'm listening. Sometimes I write it out. Sometimes I hear it in a still small voice. You know, it just depends, but it's a relationship. And every day I get up and make a point of making a deposit in that relationship and receiving a deposit from that relationship. So you should know about a sacred space, y'all. And if you haven't, then go ahead and dig through the episodes and find an episode on the sacred space so you can learn more about what I have in my sacred space and how to create one yourself. So while I was sitting in my sacred space, I got the download of DAD and I didn't recognize the acronym at first. First, I just got deliver and I wrote it down. Then I got alter and I wrote it down and then I wrote down deliverance. And then God asked me, like, what does that spell? And I'm like, oh, my God, D-A-D, dad. And that was just sort of a, a joyful moment. And it kind of made me chuckle in my soul because of everything I've been going through with the passing of my father. So that was just kind of like God's chef kiss of like, I see you. I know what you're going through. I know what you're asking me for. And like, I see you, you're seen by me. And so, um, Again, it was a very powerful episode and I hope that you had a chance to listen. And if you did not, I encourage you to go back and listen because it will bless your heart and your life. Yes, it will. So in today's episode, I again want to talk about manifestation process, faith decoded. And I want to start with Hebrews 11 because biblically the definition of faith is now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And many of us that have been around the church have heard the scripture and we think we understand what it means or we have an idea of what it means. But even now, as many years as I've believed that I've been walking with Christ, the word is very much alive and scriptures begin to have new meaning (laughs) as life goes on. And so I have a fresh revelation of faith decoded. And we're going to get into that now. So similar to the last episode of DAD, I was given an acronym ABC. And so I asked God, okay, ABC, what is that? And so I wrote down A, alter, same word, alter, B, believe, and C, conceive. ABC, alter, believe, conceive. Alter, believe, conceive alter believe conceive a b c and so i was challenged look up the definition so i'm looking up the definitions and i'll share with you alter is a verb and it means to change or to cause change in character or composition also another one of the definitions listed was a small but significant change If you think about altering your clothing or altering your furniture, altering something in your home. I also love that religious and religious culture, the altar is the place that you come down for prayer where you, some people do communion at the altar, but the altar is usually the place before the elevated pulpit right before it's the space in between the pulpit and the congregation where the pews or the seats are that people come and participate in the service the altar is usually the place where people come kneel and there's sayings of you know kneeling and laying your burdens at the altar and i just love that the altar is sort of in religious culture the place of surrendering the place where you lay things down, the place where you take communion, the place where you receive prayer. And to look up the educational definition of altar and that being change, to change or to cause change in character or composition and knowing that spiritually an altar is a place where you lay things down. But now I have an extended understanding. It's not just the place you lay things down. It's the place you come to change or to cause change in your character, your composition. It's a small thing. Now I understand the power of when ministers ask you, well, come down front, come to the altar. There's power 
in taking those steps. It's not about being embarrassed. It's not about people seeing you in the church. It's about acknowledging the change. It's about embracing the change. It's about accepting the change. It's about changing. It's small, but it's significant. And so I just, I love that I was given the word A, altar. B, believe. Believe is two. So it's also something that's um, sort of an action. To accept as true, faith was also a definition. Feel sure of the truth. And another definition was to hold as true or to feel as true. And so some of the other words that I that stood out to me when I was looking up the definition of believe, some of the archaic definitions where we get the modern word believe, so like Anglo-Saxon words, Germic, Germ, Germanatic, German words, like the archaic versions of believe in other languages that have now been, you know, thousands of years later, now we use the word believe in the English language. But if you go back and look at the etymology of the older words, some of those definitions have to do with happy, glad, love, trust, think, possess, profess, um, trust in God, belief in God, belief on God, belief upon God, confidence, confidence in the ability to solve the problem. So those are some of the archaic definitions of believe. And next, conceive to form, to take together, another action word, to form, to take together. Another definition was mental picture, again, join together, to join together a mental picture. Conceive could also be when someone becomes pregnant, something is forming, to take together. And so I just love this. And as I was beginning to ask the Holy Spirit, like, what do you want me to see about this? And I got faith decoded. And I wrote down A plus B equals C. Alter plus belief equals conceive to form, to take together. And that, quite frankly, is the manifestation process, you know, in our modern culture there's a lot out there on spirituality and meditating and bringing a mental picture into your mind and holding the energetic feeling of happy and good and painting that picture and holding it for 17 seconds I believe and if you hold it for so many seconds continuously again and again and again I'm thinking of rosary beads in my mind and um I'm not Catholic, but if you are Catholic or are familiar with the Catholic culture and rosary beads and you hold a bead and you say the prayer, uh, Mother Mary's prayer, and you do the next rosary and you repeat it and you repeat it as you go around and hold the different beads. And so it's a very powerful um, prayer process because you're holding that thought, you're holding the belief repeatedly again and again and again and again. And so that's actually a part of the manifestation process, even in like, you know, spirituality culture is you hold a mental picture in your mind, you're in meditation, you hold it and you hold it for so many seconds and then you repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and you bring yourself into the feeling that you already have it, that it's already done, that the peace is there, that the love is there, that the house is there, that the money is there, whatever it is. And many I, I don't know if you're aware of that process, but um, I am definitely aware of that process. And so I really believe that the Holy Spirit was trying to show me that this is really a God principle, a spiritual principle that the world has adopted in spirituality culture. But it's really a kingdom principle and began to break it down for me in the area of faith. So again, faith decoded. So A plus B equals C. And what I wrote down here, I am looking at my notes, is change plus feeling equals conception. Change plus feeling equals conception. So alter is an action to change, to cause change in character or composition, small but significant. So the first ingredient and the other thing the Holy Spirit told me is like, it's not necessarily like you know, this has to be first or that has to be first. It's almost like putting a cake together, right? Like it doesn't really matter 
really what aspect that you do first, the first thing you need to do is you need to put the ingredients together. (laughs) Then the next step is, you know, putting the ingredients in your baking pan or setting your oven temperature or whatever, right? Like in order to pull the cake batter together, there isn't really a step one process. Like the vanilla has to go in before the cinnamon. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying everything sort of gets thrown in the pot and that becomes one step. And then the next step is transferring it to another um, baking dish, right? So I hope that makes sense, but that's what the Holy Spirit gave me. It's not necessarily like this has to come first before this has to come first. No, everything needs to be in the pot though. Yes. (laughs) So hopefully that makes sense. So when I say one plus one, it doesn't mean that this is A literally, you know, and this is B and it has to be in this chronological order. It just means that both of these things have to be existing in tandem in order to get the end result. So alter plus belief equals conception and so you have to have a change which is an action you have to have a change and then belief is to accept as true so this is also an action but belief is really an emotion and the words that the holy spirit highlighted for me in belief in the definition were feel to feel sure to feel to hold to feel to accept these are things that are sort of invisible concepts To alter, to change, or to cause change in character, you can make the argument that that's invisible, but it has a physical reaction or response. Like when you change, there is some type of altering that happens. There's some type of physical change. There's some type of response that happens because of an internal decision, perhaps, or if you're altering clothes and you make up your mind, like, okay, I need to alter this. You made some type of decision that you were going to pursue change. And then therefore there is a response. So it does have some type of like physical manifestation altering does, even if the decision was internal or you had a mental made up mind. And even that's powerful. To alter is to make up your mind to change. To alter is to make up your mind to do something different. And even if it's a small change, it's a significant one. And I keep saying small but significant because there's times in the Bible where Christ um, explained faith and said, if you just had faith the size of a mustard seed, and if you look up a mustard seed, it is so, so tiny. (laughs) And basically, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could do these big, grand, powerful things like move mountains. And so I love that the definition of altar had in there small but significant change because faith, you don't necessarily need a grandiose, you know, massive, huge wine vineyard size faith or a huge, you know, 25 acres size of faith. God just simply asks, Can you start with mustard seed faith, something so small? And small does not mean less impactful. Small can still be a significant change. And so from there, we have belief. And in the definition of belief, feel is mentioned multiple times. And in the archaic definitions of belief from Old English and Old German language, there are also other feelings, other emotions, happy, glad, love, trust. These are things that also are, you know, non-physical. These are invisible, if you will. These are feelings. These are emotions. These are things that you, that dwell in your body, but they're not like seen by the visible eye. And I want to stop right here and say something as well, especially for my fellas listening and for my women who are here, who are looking to re-engage their feminine energy. Perhaps you're over-exerting your masculine energy at times or, or more times than you would like to. This is another reason why your feelings and your emotions are important. And so much of Western culture would have you believe that suppressing your feelings and suppressing your emotions is the way to go and I'm reminded of a conversation I had with someone where they were sharing with me about a relationship struggle between uh, a a person that like a a friend in their life and their 
uh, significant other. And they're telling me about this scenario and I listened and afterwards they kind of wanted to know what I thought. And I shared that in today's culture, I noticed that a lot of us are trying to love and they filled in the blank on the defense. And I was like, exactly. (laughs) A lot of us have our swords drawn or we have our guns pointed at one another And we want to say, I love you, but at the same time, we're on the defense. Like, we're ready to tackle each other. We're ready to fight each other. We're ready to, you know, um, shoot one another. And oftentimes, we are leaning into the shooting and the fighting and the being on defense and the arguing and the reactionary behavior and responding negatively and throwing temper tantrums and just all of the things. Oftentimes, we're leaning into that first before leading with our emotions because leading with your emotions in our culture is weak saying i love you first means you're a chump and that you're weak or you're a simp Um, a woman being able to open up her heart even if it means crying and saying like i care about you i love you and it makes me scared that xyz or i'm scared that we're not going to make it or sometimes i have fear that we're going to break up and I'm just so happy in this relationship and I really don't want that to happen. And so when I have a bad reaction or I yell at you, the truth of the matter is underneath it all, I'm scared that you're going to leave. I'm scared that I'm going to do something to push you away. I'm feeling vulnerable that, um, you know, I have to really open my heart in this relationship and opening my heart means that I'm at risk for being hurt and I want to avoid hurt you know, by any means necessary. But, um, you know, we're not having those conversations. And even if you do have those conversations with your significant other, it doesn't mean, or even a friend or even your parent, it doesn't mean that you are going to avoid hurt the rest of your life. It just simply means that you're willing to have the courage to embrace your emotions. You're willing to have the courage to be human. We don't need to be perfect. (laughs) We just need to be human. And that doesn't mean that you need to be a bad human that's just being destructive and chaotic, but that you have the courage to feel. There's something beautiful in having the courage to be able to feel. And this is why belief may be a challenge. Like we may think we're really believing, but if we don't practice actually feeling in our life, You can't, I heard a therapist say this, like uh, when it comes to grief, you can't shut down the feeling of grief. Like they were saying, you can't like pick and choose which emotions to feel and which ones to not feel. So they were saying like, for someone who struggles with grief and the grieving process and, you know, crying or letting it out. And while grief may manifest differently for different folks, grief is still a thing that people that every human being if you have a loss in your life or especially a significant loss you do go through some type of grieving process and they were saying for people who just have no reaction or are numb or you know um, basically they're saying that that's someone that's choosing to shut down or suppress that process and they were saying the thing about emotions is that You can't pick or choose which ones you want to express and which ones you want to shut down and which ones you want to receive and which ones you don't. So if you shut down the grieving process and you, you know, distance yourself between that emotion and and your everyday being and your body, it manifests as outburst in other ways. Because how I understand it is like if you plug a cord into a socket, the electric current is just flowing it doesn't necessarily choose to only flow through the right, you know, prong or the left prong. The energy is just flowing. And so you, we think that we can shut off certain emotions, but the energy is still flowing. And just because you close the valve on one area, that means that that energy is being redirected to another area. And you might be angrier than normal. You might have Uh, a shorter temper or less patience or less tolerant or less kind with yourself and with others. You may make irrational decisions and just do things that don't make sense because you're trying to shut down processing feeling and emotions in a particular area that you should just be in allow you should allow it to flow. (laughs) 
And so in a sense, now your body's like overcompensating, your emotions, your feelings are overcompensating in other areas because you've chosen to attempt to shut down one area of your life, which quite frankly, the therapist was saying, just like, it doesn't exist. We think it does, but it doesn't. It just manifests somewhere else in your life. And sometimes that can even be health problems, health complications. Um, I'm one of those people that really believe that sometimes what you manifest physically in your body is a result to spiritual things, things that are not seen. Um, And so some sicknesses, some illnesses can be emotional things that you've just never dealt with. And now it's manifesting as a physical ailment in your body because you never dealt with the unseen um, energetic spiritual or emotional feelings in your body you just tried to stuff it somewhere but it didn't go anywhere (laughs) because the body never forgets and the energy is still flowing and so yes moving right along as we get into the a plus b equals c the c is conception and to conceive so as we get into the a plus b plus c the c is to conceive to form and to take together. And so as you bring altering a change and as you bring the feeling, the emotion of acceptance, of truth, of happy together, you are now in the process of being able to form and to bring together, to conceive. And so as the Holy Spirit was allowing me, I said, okay, God, help me break down, conceive. And the Lord put in my brain germination and germination. This is just so beautiful to me. It's so simple, but it's so beautiful. Germination is the process when after you plant a seed and the seed is starting to take form. And so perfect explanation to conceive something is to take form by definition. And germination is the process of a seed actually taking form as it gets ready to, you know, sprout leaves and you know appear above ground before it appears above ground it enters the germination process and so I looked up germination and when it comes to a seed after a seed has been planted in fertile soil or tended to soil and let me stop there real quick you your vessel is actually dirt so ashes to ashes dust to dust so the body that you're walking around in once it decays in death it goes back to dust And that's why, you know, bones and skeletons, but your flesh that wraps your body and the blood vessels and all that, it decays and goes back to dust because you are made from the dust of the earth. You are made from dirt. And um, that is your soil, your body, your temple is your soil. So how you tend to your soil, how you take care of your soil, um, how fertile the ground is within your beingness is your soil. And so when a seed is planted in soil, a seed could be a thought, it could be an idea, it could be a hope, it could be a desire, it could be a dream. That is your seed. And now it's dwelling in your body, which is your soil. And if you're here coming to Miss Charm School Podcast, you're tending to your soil, okay? Yes. <laughs> and then the germination process, once a seed has been hit, uh, once a seed is in soil, it needs water and it needs oxygen. And so the Holy Spirit showed me that water is just like altar. It's a change. It's a change in character and composition. Water is not soil. Water is a substance. Here, That's why Hebrews 11 and 1 was important for me to read. Water is a substance. And just like that scripture says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So let's say the hope is your seed. Faith is the substance. It's the water that's going to hit your seed it's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of what's unseen and the unseen is like the oxygen so for the germination process to happen the seed needs to be in soil so your hope is in your body your desire is in your body that's your soil and water is hitting you which the holy spirit showed me that's altar and then oxygen is hitting that seed and oxygen is what unseen it's invisible. It's like your feelings. It's like your emotions. You don't see them. You, you can't always regulate them. Sometimes they come, they go. Sometimes they're intense. Sometimes they're not intense. 
It's the invisible, it's the unseen. And so oxygen in this case would be similar to the belief, A plus B. It would be similar to believing and belief, A plus B, the invisible, the feeling, the emotion, the happy, the glad. Yes. And so when water and oxygen hit a seed that's been planted, that's when the germination process happens. And so just like a seed getting ready to burst forth, just like a plant getting ready to break, you know, above ground and you're being able, before you see it sprouting, it's germinating beneath the surface. And so something's happening that the eye can't see yet. Once it breaks above ground, then the eye can see that, oh, it's growing. Oh, it's here. Oh, I manifested it. Oh, it happened. But before that happens, there's a germination process. Before that happens, there's water and oxygen that need to hit a seed that's in a tempered environment, that's in a healthy environment. And so once you do the DAD and you have deliverance and alter and you deliver, you have deliver, alter, and deliverance. Excuse me, let me get that correct. Deliver, alter, and deliverance. And once you have that and the temperature within your body is clean and cleaned out and you have accepted the gift of deliverance and you've done emotional healing work and you've forgiven your parents and you've forgiven yourself. And again, this is not your healing and forgiveness work is something that is going to be ongoing throughout your life. But once you begin to deconstruct some of your volcanoes, your emotional volcanoes in your life and, you know, settle the fact that, you know what, I didn't get everything that the little person in me desired from my parent, but my parent gave me everything that they felt like was important and critical for me to have to turn out to be a wonderful human being. And I'm grateful for that. Or maybe my parent didn't get a chance to give me that because they were addicted or they were strung out or they died. Or once I make peace with the fact that, you know, I now am the person who gets to make the decisions for me and I get to choose to release my parents from believing that they owe me something and that I'm worse off because I didn't get something from them. And instead, now I choose to release them from that. I forgive them for what they gave me or what I felt like they fell short about. And I realize that they're human beings and they made choices and they were allowed to make those choices and I didn't I whether I agreed with them or didn't agree with them I'm now empowered to make my own choice because I'm a human being and you know this pressure of being perfect and this pressure of doing things the quote-unquote right right or wrong way I even forgive myself for thinking that critical of myself and that hard on myself instead of allowing myself to relax in the flow and understand that life is just life <laughs> and I get to make decisions and I get to make choices and I don't need to stress and be overwhelmed about those choices I make the best decision with the information that I have at the time and that's enough that's enough and anything that I felt like the little person in me didn't get growing up I now release the people that I've been holding in jail <laughs> because I've had on the books that they did something and I didn't get something and that they're guilty of something I now release them and I take empowerment within myself to know that I can now give myself everything that the little girl in me desired to have and so once you come to that deep place of acceptance and deep place of deliverance within yourself and your soil is tempered and the temperature is healthy and now you can receive a seed in your soil because your soil is not full of poison and funkiness and attitude and things aren't choking the seeds in your life there's so many there's a scripture in the bible that says seed there's a seed that fell on stony ground there's seed that landed on um, soil but then when the sun came up in the heat of the day it scorched and burnt burnt the seed there's some seeds that landed among thorns and got choked out and then there's some seeds that landed on good ground and so you want to be a you you want your physical body and vessel and emotions mind and heart and will to be good ground so that when hope is planted when a desire is planted you can now embrace abc you can alter and change you can pour water like listening to miss charm school podcast and you can feel inspiration and you can um get tools that help you pour water into that hope and into that desire and then you can become 
you can come into the understanding of belief and believing and understanding that your emotions are powerful and you can have faith and you can have hope and you can have joy and you can have happiness and you can have gladness around the fact that you're changing that you're altering even if it's a small change it's a significant one and you can feel good about that and you can feel good about your desire and you can feel good knowing that it's germinating that something's happening beneath the surface and though you can't see it yet you believe that it's happening you have faith that it's happening you have hope that it's happening that it's changing that it's altering even if the eyes can't see it yet and once you can maintain that hold on to that feeling hold on to that hope hold on to that believing hold on to those feelings of good and happy and and relaxation and everything's working in my favor and money absolutely loves me and love loves me and I have the fulfilling love relationship that I've desired and it feels absolutely amazing and I have rich relationships with friends and sister friends that I love and my family loves me and adores me and I'm happy that I'm with them and here with them and my life is good and opportunities are running me down and um favor is upon my life and whatever those things are and you stay in that feeling and you stay in that temperature and you regulate the temperature of your body which is the soil to stay in that energetic feeling some people would say the vortex of that feeling know that germination is happening that's faith abc and at conception your seed is going to push forth green stuff with leaves and a stem or you're going to begin to grow roots in the soil. And those belief systems and that hope is going to anchor down within your being. And before you know it, it's going to sprout above ground. Because you're bringing all of those things together. That's what conceiving is. Conceiving is to form to take together so you're taking together believing you're taking together altering your state you're taking together these concepts and you will sprout forth you will manifest it will happen for you and so that's a simple message that I received and that's where I'm at in my practice Men, I know you're listening. Ladies, I know you're listening. But for those of you who are here as charmers to be excellent modern boss babes, re-engaging their feminine energy, their spirituality, their sensuality, women who want to be excellent queens on their throne, I want you to believe again. I want you to have faith. I don't want you to take yourself out. As I say it to you, I literally am speaking it as life and as water altering my state into my own being into my own soil of my life I want you to believe I want you to embrace the feeling that good things are happening to you that good things are happening in your life that favor is on your life that love is in you and love is being shared through you to others and others are sharing love through them to you that all is well <laughs> say that all is well all is well everything is working for my favor all is well life is good some of us struggle to even say out loud out loud life is good and I love my life but you have to get to that place of altering you have to alter your speech in the podcast episode of last week DAD Deliverance definition was authoritative utterance. You have to begin to speak out of your mouth with authority. I love my life. That's altering it. <laughs> I love my life. Life is good to me. Oh my goodness, I'm smiling. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. And it, when emotions arise of sadness or emotions arise of, of whatever, let it flow. Let it pass through. Let the current pass through through feel it and then go back to altering your state I love my life I love that I can feel I love that I was able to process my sadness 
I love that I was able to love this person while they were here breathing in front of me and and I was able to hug them and kiss them and love them and I got that experience and I ha- I hold those memories in my mind and I release the feelings of anger and frustration and sadness and, and selfishness of wanting them to be here for myself. And I give them permission to be the human being that they are to make their own decisions. Even if that decision could be a, a lover that decides like, no, I don't want to pursue this relationship or I don't want to love you or I choose that I want to stop engaging the way we have been engaging. And those things can be hard. And we don't want to change and we want to fight and we want to do all these things. But being an excellent queen is processing, feeling all of it, and then saying, I'm okay. Life is still good. I'm so grateful I was able to love you and hug you and kiss you and share that feeling with you. And I feel good about that. I don't regret that. I feel good about that. (laughs) I loved every moment of that experience and I also honor and respect that you're a human being that gets to make your own choice and how beautiful for the experience when you chose to engage with me and guess what it's still beautiful if you decide not to because you will not alter my state you will not alter my state of being you will not alter my hope Hope will not die, and I will not allow the feeling of hope deferred to make me sick. I choose to believe that all is well. I choose to believe that everything works in my favor. I choose to believe that the loss was not a loss. Maybe it was a lesson. Maybe it was just a transition. Maybe it was a passing through. Maybe it came to teach me something. Let me learn the lesson. Let me embrace that, and let me alter the state and go on believing, go on embracing Go on accepting, allowing people to be who they are, not forcing them and pressuring them to be who I, the queen, say that they need to be. (laughs) But to let it flow, knowing that I'm well, that I'm good, not out of a place of arrogance, but out of a soul understanding that I'm sprouting that I'm germinating, that I'm growing deep roots, that I like this process and I embrace it, that I dug up the ugly things of my past and the volcanoes and the emotional eruptions and the childhood traumas and triggers and it was ugly, but I was able to dig it up and look at it and reflect and embrace it and grow. And now I can feel the spark of life within me I can feel the light of life within me. And I hold on to that. And I have hope in that. And I have faith in that. And one of the other definitions of um, believing was believing in God. Confidence in the ability to solve a problem. That's so important. That's a part of the archaic definition of belief, believing or believe is belief in God belief in the ability to solve problems and that's the truth as queens we have to engage our spirituality we have to remind ourselves that with God all things are possible we cannot lean on man's wisdom but we have to lean on God's power we don't have to understand God's power to lean on it we just need to lean on it the Bible says Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him for he is directing your path. And I think sometimes we get so folk, we think we understand the scripture. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we repeat it and we say that Hebrews 11 and 1. But some of us are so focused on the seen, even especially when it comes to our love relationships. Well, he's not showing me this or she's not showing me that. And because we don't see it with our natural eye, we stop believing. But all God asks us to do is to germinate, to bring together the change and the belief. That's all God asks us to do, to bring him the mustard seed, bring it to him. And to have faith in God, 
that he's able to solve the problem and to relax. And in that relaxing, what are we doing? We're changing, we're altering, which is an action. We're feeling the belief, we're feeling the happy, we're feeling the peace, we're feeling the relaxation, we're feeling the joy, we're feeling, which is also an action. And we're bringing the altar, the change, and we're bringing the good feeling, the invisible faith and hope together. And we're going to God and saying, I believe you have the ability to fix this problem. I have hope. And in that and maintaining that and going on believing that you are conceiving, you are germinating. Your seed is growing legs as roots. Your seed is bursting forth and it's only a matter of time before you see the results above ground. So I really hope that you would take this and anchor it in your heart when it comes to a troubled relationship with a friend, a troubled relationship with a lover, um, challenges or difficulty in work or with coworkers, or challenges or difficulty with just whomever the person is, even if the person is you, that you would find this place of peace, that you would find this place of relaxation, that you would find this place of inner knowing, of altering and believing which is water and oxygen to your seed that's planted in the body of your soul uh, and your soul, soil, soil and soul. Look at that, S-O-U-L and S-O-I-L. Even they're similar in how they're spelled. And bring that hope, which is the seed, into the soil of your soul and bring that water and that oxygen. And even water and oxygen is a beautiful Um, replica water the word of God is considered the water of life the words of Christ are considered everlasting water and the oxygen is considered spirit the thing you can't see the Holy Spirit which should dwell in your body if you believe in Christ (laughs) but even if you do or if you don't God gave me the revelation of altar which is to change plus believe which is the feeling Finding happy, finding hope, finding hope that God is able to solve your problem. And when you bring that together, you something changes, something sparks, life happens, and you are able to conceive and germinate and therefore bring forth fruit, therefore have change, therefore manifest the miracle that you're believing God for. Charmers! You know I love you. I pray that you were encouraged by this message. I pray that it changed your life, your perspective. Please do share this with someone. It will bless their life. They will hear what they are meant to hear. I also encourage you to come back and listen to this episode again because new things are going to be illuminated to you the next time you listen to it. I love you, Charmers. I'll talk to you soon.